You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Big weekend for the birds, even bigger weekend for the odds and ends of Joined by Zoe, I'm Seamus Clancy. Coming off, coming off a huge podcast appearance at the legendary, that's how they brand themselves, I think, legendary Mitchell Nestor Center City, Philadelphia. Thank you to, obviously, Mitchell Ness themselves for hosting us, for allowing us to come there, do our show, had a great time. Hopefully people listen to it before the Eagles game on Sunday. They can stream it on YouTube. Like They can stream all of our podcasts on the BGM YouTube channel. And again, thanks to the, our family, friends, and loyal listeners who came out, checked it out, and bought some Mitchell Ness gear. Yeah, man. Um, huge, huge, huge thank you to, to all parties involved. And getting us there and welcoming us. Um, and like you said, especially our family and friends, uh, who some of whom surprise us in, with their presence. Um, that was a surprise Loller move. Definitely shout out to Loller, a huge surprise Loller. Um, said he caught the caught an Uber all the way from the Northeast. Love it, love him for it. Um, and a couple other people near and dear to us. And um, yeah, especially. Like the, um, I know that they told you the same thing, but when we were leaving, um, you know, the Mitchell Ness folks were were more than happy to, to talk about some future endeavors. So uh, something tells me that wasn't that wasn't our last our last stop there, um, which I think is cool. I, I think they're uh, they are a Philadelphia institution and, and a place that you know you you want to be want to be a part of and, and near and dear to. Yeah, awesome experience. One of those things, you know. We talked about it on the show, so obviously you get, the early part of the show is a lot of just fun to talk about Mitchell Ness, the the legendary aspect of it in Philadelphia culture and sports culture, right. and specifically Philadelphia sports culture. So you can go back and listen to that, but still one of those experiences that I never thought would do. You know, going to that store, right. it's it's a different store than it was yeah. uh, back on Twelfth and Chestnut. But going to that in high school, you know, buying you know NBA T shirts and crew necks and stuff like that, I never thought I'd be doing a podcast there. So wild. But we do have one thing for Mitchell Ness. They were running a giveaway. Their giveaway, not our giveaway. Right, I didn't say that. Not <laughs> our giveaway. They are giving away two tickets to the Eagles game, two sets of two tickets uh, to people who came to the store and bought uh, X amount of dollars worth of product. So people that came out listened to the pod or people that just kind of happened to come to the store that day and pick that up. Uh, we have going to announce the winners here right now. Gonna pick them out of the hat. And again, these aren't our tickets we're giving away. These are from Mitchell Ness. So so thank you to them for doing this and running all of this. I want a good one. We have Greg. Uh, I wrote this name down and I couldn't really see how it was spelled (laughs) on the the list. So it's Greg uh, McCronin or McCrohan. Either way, we have your contact information. Mitchell Ness does. Congratulations. I don't know where the tickets are. But you will have two tickets to the Eagles Washington game next month. I believe that is Greg. a week fifteen game. You know Greg, whoever you are. What? Big shout out to Greg. 
um, because if things keep trending the way they are trending, that actually could be a very big football game. Greg just got hooked up. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I mean, we going in there seven and six. I wrote that this week. I think we're going in there seven yeah, and six. I, I saw you tweet that and um, it, it, it popped in my head. I was like, yeah, like that week 15 against Wash team could be for a lot of marbles. Especially if we're showing near seven and six, showing near seven and six. Come off the bye too. Coming, Coming off the, the bye, that energy, that week in the city, not having to stress over a game on Sunday, and having the vibes rolling off a huge win streak. Going into December, didn't have fun football in December last year. Yeah, like it's people, been a minute. People talk about, um, you know, you kind of you miss Big Red after the bye because his teams. Then what I think the record they lost maybe what two games after the bye they just never lost a game after the bye and he like, still might only have two or three losses after the yeah, bye in his whole career I think something like that yeah um, and so I'm I'm looking forward to see how how a Sirianni coach team reacts like I'm I'm honestly if they go if if they continue to trend the way the way they're trending I, I will put all all my criticisms aside and and really just judge him off of what they do the second half of season because this is is as there's so much parity right now in the league that they specifically in the NFC too. Right. Specifically in the NFC. And as many times as, as they've shot themselves in the foot, other people have not uh shot shot them. So th- they're still crazy enough, way more meat on the bone. Um so I, I actually think there's a ton to play for. Like there's so much to play for it is the rest of the season. And it's gonna be I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun. I, I I do think they 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 feel they got a new energy. And I mean you you even I mean, we, we talked about it too, like they have a way different energy than they've had the past couple of weeks. They they look like a completely different team. Yeah. And I've been critical of Sierra in the past. We all have. And but last week was the most balanced game he's called, the best game he's called, sure. the best passing yeah. performance of Jalen's season. This was a year, yep. I think. I wouldn't say it was career is his giving against the Cardinals, his second start ever, his first road start last yeah. year was awesome. I thought. Um, before we get more into the playoff and Saints stuff, we do have to do one more giveaway winners because there was two sets of two tickets yeah, two again. Of, yeah. So thank you to Mitchell Ness for providing these tickets, um, for doing this giveaway. Have our last set of tickets to. Joseph Anza. Congratulations. <laughs> Joey. So, Joseph, uh, Greg, right? Yeah. And come to Clancy's tailgate before the game. You know, I'm, I'm the tailgate master. We'll have – Sunday will be my dad's first tailgate since the – and you guys will get contacted by Mitchell Ness. Yeah. Uh, regardless. I don't know if you're listening to the show. Probably not. But you will get – whoever's listening, okay. just know they will get contacted by Mitchell Ness. I will talk to – uh, them today, or that's eh, late tonight. Text them tomorrow. We'll see. Anyway, uh, first tell you for my dad since the Seahawks playoff game in January 2020. Obviously, really? 2022 COVID season wipes oh, everything yeah. out, yeah. and they played four games at home. But with his starting a new job this past February, and with yeah. his work schedule, uh, the shift work wasn't really able to yeah. uh, flip flop and stuff with you know being at the same place for you know, a couple decades where he had seniority or new people and understood the, you know, the swap and go stuff. So he'd previously be able to just kind of, Hey, I'm working. I'm off this weekend. He works every yeah. other weekend or, Hey, I'm working. Can you stay for me late this day? And I'll go to the Eagles, like, you know, that type of stuff. So 
going to be a rabid atmosphere. Going to have some Finks down there. Going to have some Kennys. Yeah. Going to grab some breakfast from Bowley for sure. Also, a unbelievable plot twist. My mom is attending her first ever Eagles game. What? <laughs> Not yeah. that she hasn't been asked 5,000 yeah. times previously. Yeah, so course. it wasn't a situation like that. Yeah. Um, probably reticent previously to see uh, her son and her husband in their most visceral, yes. insane environment. Yes. Uh, but it is her best friend's birthday. Okay. Uh, and her husband sense. has one of. Her husband has season tickets with us in this little group. So that makes sense. Flip okay. traded some games around. We'll have a nice yeah. crew of six going in there. Ash coming in with us. It's be a good time. Really looking forward to it. And we booked one of those uh Philly sports trips type thing, bus trips for the Jets game. Yeah. Um our boy E Rock. And thanks to E Rock for I don't know if he listens to the show, but still a friend of the podcast, friend of the network for coming yeah, by shout to, him. Uh, shout to the E-Rock. podcast on Saturday too. Yeah, I saw a couple of he he retweeted a couple of things from us and shouted us out. So big big shout out to him. Thank you for the support. That that um I know a couple of folks going up to that that Jets game. The Jets um the Jets trip is always fun. I've uh, uh uh my in-laws live in North Jersey, so I get I get a couple of pictures of of MetLife Stadium every once in a while. It's actually Are they Jets people. They're or they're Giants, Giants people. Yeah, they're Giants, they're Giants yeah. people. But um MetLife is it's it's an okay stadium, but we typically always take it over, regardless of <laughs> regardless of who it is, because there's there's the North the North Jersey contingent of Birds fans is underrated because people think it's all Jets and Giants. It actually isn't. There's a lot of Eagles fans. In people that move lot. and stuff. There's yeah. so many variables there. Yeah, like people migrate, and they like you know New York and North Jersey are big. You know they're big like melting pot cities anyway. There's yeah. a lot of folks who come from down for, for work reasons. Yeah, yeah, like for work and all that stuff. So it's going to be a really fun trip. You guys are going to have fun, and um, Saturday, Sunday's going to be just nuts, man. I, I, I don't, I don't think the Saints understand what they're what they're walking into. Yeah, at, at all. We have Trevor Simeon at quarterback for the Saints. <laughs> they put up 21 points last week. They lost 23 to 21 against Tennessee Tate. And Tennessee is eight and two right now. They look eight and two, yeah. Incredible. They have they have a 2017 Eagles type injury luck right yeah. now. And they're still in place with that one seed. Yeah. I really like that team. I really like Ryan Tannehill. You know, I Mike Vrabel seems like the player that or type of coach that players just gravitate towards, not necessarily this, you know, the in the Sean McVay mold. The way yeah. that a lot of coaches, coaching hires are going to in the last handful of years, but just seems to connect with those people. And even though they're more of an offense heavy unit than defense heavy, uh, they're still getting it done. And it's I respect crazy. that team. They're some. They're fun to watch. Yeah, they're and and it's crazy. Um, you you hinted at it, but like it's crazy what they're doing. Um, with with and what seems like every other week they got a guy going to IR. They just lost Julio to IR. Yeah, um, it, it, and they can they just continue to win, and credit to obviously credit to Rabel for sure. But um, they have a secondary that, that first of all they're good and back there, but they're also got they just get a stop when they need it, and even more yeah. so they turn the ball over. They're really good at turning the ball over, and that's what happened to Simeon. They they, they got they turned them over. Yeah, that, that was the ball game. Real quick, we have to get to the Sixers hat. It's a fiasco, right? <laughs> we did the ticket giveaway there. Before we get into the analyst analysis, 
Obviously, we're big Sixers guys too. I write for SB Nation's Liberty uh, Sixers site, LibertyBallers.com. Second second stint here. Had a few years off, but I'm back around. And obviously, <laughs> everyone's amped and going nuts over the Sixers' new City Edition jerseys from Nike uh, and all the merch and stuff that goes along with it. They're throwing back to the Spectrum era, the Prism Television Station era. Uh, had a great role and everything seems great. Some stuff went on sale finally for some jerseys, hats, T-shirts, whatever, this week on, on Monday. And some of this stuff got shipped today. And amongst other things I ordered, I had ordered actually a, a Seth Curry jersey. Weird stuff with the jersey, just in Sixers in general. You can only get Seth Curry in a youth, but not a men's. Just more stuff of Nike and the NBA and New Era and Fanatics not really knowing what they're doing. Right. Anymore. And but I did get actually a, a youth hat which came today. The Seth Curry thing won't ship for a while. And I got a men's or adult size, I don't know specifically what it was sized as, uh, two men's or one size fit all hats for myself and my dad. And I get them, I take the the stuff, the packaging off, and I put the one size fits all adult one on. And I'm like, this is so tight on my head. Yeah. I had tweeted, I had already tweeted out a picture yeah. of the hat saying, let's go in all caps. I got people replying to me. They're like, oh, I saw a thread on Reddit that everyone's saying the hat's small. I'm like, yeah, it's it's literally too small for my head. And I have a big head, sure. But then there's someone else saying, like, I have a youth hat and an adult hat, and they're the same yeah. exact hat. And yes, so I got a youth hat for Ashley, because she's obviously smaller. And I tried the youth one on just for the hell of it. The youth one fits better than the adult one. Look at this. It's not great. Like, this is the youth one now I have. So this is the one that was intended for her that actually fits me. If you're watching yeah. on YouTube, you can see me putting on it. It's it's a poorly designed hat. Unbelievable. If you're watching on YouTube, the Spectrum Sixers logo on there, the NBA 75th anniversary in the so back. Good. Looks great. Execution, not as great. So this is a youth size hat I'm putting on. I'm not even going to try to put the... Yeah. Adult one. I literally had a headache for like five minutes after I did that. Yeah. So this one, it's not great, dude. You can't really yeah. see the the paneling. It's too Buddy the Elf down the back. I'm not yeah. really a palm guy. Like not in a way that I don't like the style. I just don't like the way the palm hats sit on my head specifically. I'm more of a traditional, you know, fold over knit guy, kind of hanging off my head a little. Well, specific the 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 part that makes it even more frustrating is like if, it, if it's gonna be a palm hat it at least guy has to come all the way over my head like it doesn't even come all the way over your head like no it doesn't just, the, the palms just waving around as you're, as you're walking i i just look like a, a school child <laughs> like i should like i feel like i'm uh you know ralphie's brother in a christmas story yeah. my mom's putting on 37 layers and the top layer is this smaller hat that goes on top of the bigger hat i, I Something that was that was a I can't uh, even wear this with glasses. It hurts. That was a that was a concern because, um, like like I was saying, I, f I feel like with the specifically with the way Nike stuff cuts and with the way they do retro stuff like that, they sometimes sacrifice the fit for the design, and it just doesn't it just doesn't jive. They they it's been a while since. They've had something that that both was comfortable and looked good. Like these these are great and they look good, but 
I don't think people are going to find them as comfortable as, as we want them to be. And the only start- thing I, I like from Nike is like the classic cut Nike sportswear branded hoodies and yeah. joggers. Like yeah. this year I got a sized up a little bit because I've been cultivating mass in the post-quarantine era and like got a nice a, camo a Nike idea. hat, Nike jacket yeah. and joggers to match. Both fit immaculate. On the episode of From the Bleachers yeah. this week, I'm wearing the yeah. uh, the camo Nike jacket or hoodie that I wear all the time. Yep. And that fits great. But when it comes to these team-specific things, uh, for some guys who are a little bit bigger, uh, Nike has this really weird cut, and it's kind of a crapshoot where, and I was telling you this before the show, you know, I could get a dry-fit extra-large shirt from the Eagle store and not fit me. But another time I was in there trying on a Nike windbreaker, yeah. tried on like a large, was gigantic, medium, gigantic, small. Still got gigantic. It felt like it needed to be cut for yeah. a guy to wear over shoulder pads or something. But then yeah. why are you selling that at the store? It's not like you're you're at one of those uh, Al Sporting Goods or like yeah. a classic <laughs> Models or something yeah. where your kid's playing CYO or Pop Warner Ball. Just weird. And I, you know, I don't really even buy the Nike stuff anymore. I, yeah. I like I like the eBay stuff with, you know, I'm a big eBay guy and vintage stuff. So I like the starter stuff on eBay, yeah. the champion stuff. It's just more of a classic cut. And the Reebok jerseys, I mean, they're not necessarily, quote unquote, as nice as the yeah. current Nike ones. But the fit on those are just, you have to have this weird proportion where you ha- you're like, you're tall, but yeah. like you have like, a certain waist, but also big shoulders. It's just like a a disfigured person. I bought a Hertz one, the number two one, just because it was on sale for 50 bucks. It looks good if I wear it over a hoodie, but by itself, it it doesn't look right. It just doesn't, it's not really meant for a normal person to wear, it seems sometimes. So I still rock like Sunday. I'll probably throw my, uh, well, coincidentally, Brent Suck was at Mitchell Ness last month. Yeah. Go there, get get the Kelly Green Reebok from 2010 Brent Suck signs. And I'll probably wear that on Sunday underneath uh, a new Mitchell Ness Eagles jacket. Shout out to Mitchell Ness for the new merch too. Yeah, that was awesome. That was uh, you look, dude. The look on your because I got there earlier than you, so I knew it was kind of happening. Yeah. The look on your face was like I felt so happy for you. The way you must look, yeah, at your son or daughter on Christmas. The way I you cannot, when they like open gifts, I still couldn't believe it. I was like going through my bag and i was like are they serious with this right now like that i could not believe you pull out one thing and there's still another thing in there yes <laughs> there's still more in there it was, it was literally like christmas like you, i pulled out one thing and i still had four other items in there and i was like this is nuts like like y'all y'all did the thing with this and you know terrific terrific effort shout out to them um and, and it's funny because i was thinking about well, I was starting on. I was thinking about like how, um, like how my, like how you know we we like our stuff to fit. And um, to your Nike point, like I feel like I use like the first like Nike's workout stuff is expensive, but the, so is Nike stuff in general because it, yeah, it's, it's, it's supposed to be better. Yeah, but like so like I like I like their hoodies and stuff to work out in and some of their pants. But like I'm I'm actually the same way. Like I feel like the you can buy. Like I found some of the champion stuff to be way more comfortable to work out in and to move in. Like Nike kind of Nike has a specific cut and you have to be used to it. And I always I always feel like you have to break it in a little bit longer. You know, yeah, I don't, like, don't want to break in a hoodie and joggers. They're supposed to be right on, right comfort. Right. Walk out the door, go grab 
you know, right. a coffee and a sandwich. Right. Like you got to you, you and you can't do that. You throw it on. And you're like, oh, yeah, like this actually may be too tight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to. After walk. you rip the tag off and waltz around a little bit and like, actually, this isn't like expanding the way yeah. I thought it would. This isn't this isn't breaking a ball. I'm, I'm yeah. just too large for this jacket. Yeah. You're like this. This this windbreaker actually isn't expanding at all. I think I'm just too big. It's not breaking the wind. I'm breaking the jacket. Yeah, like I'm. I just I'm literally gonna rip this jacket. So I'm gonna take it off right now. The Bruce Banner collection from Nike. <laughs> so we're recording this Wednesday night. It's ten ten exactly on Wednesday night. Ten o'clock today. Not watching because we're doing the pod, but I'll watch tomorrow. The first ever mid season hard knocks with, of course. It wouldn't be any other way. It's the Indianapolis <laughs> clothes. And when they were first announced that, because uh, NFL films or something or HBO was like, we're going to have a huge announcement during yeah. this one Thursday night football game or Monday night football game a few weeks back or a month or two back, whatever it was. And then I see the Colts. And I'm like, this is a gift. This is just an, another form of entertainment. You know, American horror story and American crime story have ended for their respective seasons. This is my new go-to Wednesday show. Fantastic. And it's funny because um, I typically use Wednesday to catch up on whatever. So like I, Wednesday, I typically like if I miss a succession on Sunday, I'll use Wednesday to catch yeah. up on it and, you know, so on and so forth. Like we, you know, um, like we watch we watch Insecure and a couple other shows. So like Wednesday nights are typically like, all right, all right let's catch up night because it's yeah. also typically a, a non Sixers night. So we don't have much going on. But when I when I saw that it was Hard Knocks night, I was like, "All right, cool. This is literally this is perfect for the rest of the season. <laughs> this is, yeah, this fits right in with with the, what we want to do for for everything moving forward. And it's, I mean, the host team, the guy quarterback, the main character the, of the like, show, the main character of the show. The main I mean, character. Come on. big main character syndrome. I cannot wait. I can't <laughs> wait." I'm going to watch tomorrow. I'm going to wake up, do a little writing, go grab a little breakfast, come back and watch that. Yeah, I'm so excited for it. I cannot wait for that. A lot of prop bets aren't out right now. Last I saw for the Sixers, just have some kind of spread stuff. Sixers, Eagles uh, have had the Sixers. Did it, oh, this is funny because it, it is odds and end zones. It is odds. <laughs> so Tuesday night, I threw a little three-team parlay. Obviously, when the Sixers and Flyers put together, sometimes they'll do a little parlay. Yeah. Uh, I grabbed my own Penn Quakers minus nine against Lafayette, uh, one by thirty. Yeah, and I good. grabbed the grabbed the Flyers money line. Who they won in overtime? Cam Atkinson scored in overtime. The Flyers win two one over the Calgary Flames. And then Sixers. I wasn't taking Sixers money line. I wasn't that greedy. They were plus three sixty or plus yeah. four ten or something. Uh, but I grabbed them plus ten and a half. And it was over in the first quarter, and I was talking to one of my buddies about it. He goes, aren't you happy? And I was re- I was recapping and live tweeting the game for Liberty Ballers. So I was into it. Okay, yeah, and obviously, yeah. if you like the Sixers, check out LibertyBallers.com. And I, I knew it wasn't going to hit in the first quarter. And my friend saying, aren't you happy with that? And they weren't just down 13 entering the fourth quarter. Yeah. And Maxie's still kind of playing, and they're grinding it out and just ready to pull your head. So, no, nah, because I just I was sitting on my recap. I knew everything I was saying. I was ready just to hit send <laughs> when I had that final buzzer. So, that's the fun of it. Pen, pen crush, that's all I can ask for. I've seen uh, – since my affiliation with the school has begun, I've seen one tournament. Even though they had, they had some yeah. nice runs in the 90s before, uh, you know, obviously. This might be – 
This could be they look. I mean, they look good. I saw the I saw the recaps on um on Florida CSI. State smoked them, but Florida State's top twenty right. Yeah, I mean, so Florida State is. They're their warm up game. Yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good game for them now because yeah, you know, Penn, Penn probably got a nice check and you know that oh, school yeah. doesn't have enough money, so good for them for that uh, right. floundering uh, financial institution of it. We know the we University know Penn is, They certainly uh, have a dearth of funds, so <laughs> for them for getting that check. <laughs> but yeah, so there there aren't really props out. Uh, but there's one thing I two things I was thinking because last week we talked about or Saturday I should say it wasn't really last week. Uh, someone yeah. when we were doing the podcast I don't know who shouted out like Tyree Jackson. Yeah, and I was thinking I I threw five bucks on him plus a thousand and coincidentally Goddard did get hurt but he'd only played uh, I think twenty seven snaps. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, Jack Stoll, uh, <laughs> who's been getting a lot of run lately in the Detroit game, he played sixty six percent of the snaps. Yep. Um, I don't know much he plays the Chargers. He got 66% again, I think 42 snaps uh, against Denver. And he's yeah. been he's an undrafted free agent just like uh, Tyree Jackson is. Tyree Jackson is kind of a more fun story as this uber-athletic guy who's a converted quarterback from University of Buffalo. A little bit more fun story. And Jack stole a little bit more of a, a grinder there. Right, yeah. um, not really a pass catcher. I think he has a couple catches this year. Uh, but he's been doing really, really well as yeah. a run blocker and when they even when goddard was out there goddard's a tremendous run blocker was day one in the nfl uh they were doing a lot of 12 and even 13 personnel uh where still was getting there really blocking well so we'll see what kind of formation they used yeah. they used i think 11 at like over 70 percent of the time i saw zach berman tweet that uh on sunday or monday and from the athletic and i was thinking that maybe they still go 11 heavy that's probably the, the thing probably around 70 percent but you're still going to have some 12 out there especially in red zone situations. I think yeah. they've run really well out of 12 personnel and I can't speak to Tyree Jackson's blocking ability, but just based on pure athleticism and size, I think he could excel as a blocker. Um, so I, I want to see what he is this week to score a touchdown. Uh, Jack Stahl has had some crazy numbers this year up around like plus 1800 and stuff like that. And those numbers will definitely change now that he's probably the de facto starting tight end. Yeah, Tyrees are probably yeah. a little bit more because he's has a little ca more of a cachet name and has that history where you think he would be really athletic and good yeah. in red zone situations. It's, it's more an indictment of the roster than a statement on Jackson's uh, pure talent at the oh, NFL sure. level, but he's probably yeah. their best red zone threat right now. Yeah. Obviously, De Devontae is a dynamic route runner. Right. Had, I think, a five- or six-yard touchdown catch in the end zone in the red zone on Sunday where he looked great. But, you know, Tyree Jackson is that, you know, the dream, dream, dream scenario is he's your – converted power forward like right. Antonio Gates. Not, you know, right. he's a Hall of Famer, but just meant that style in the red zone. Yeah, you know, like jump ball, Alshon, yeah. they try to do that. They thought Jay John might be that, whatever. Right. And I was thinking just Tyree Jackson, but I'm looking up some info. I'm doing some writing for the, the website on Jack Saw. I'm on his pro football reference page. Pro football reference couldn't do a job. Couldn't do my <laughs> job without that website. So, you know, shout out to Philly-based company. Yeah. And, or operation maybe better than the or company. Operation, yeah. So. And it lists their college and high school on there. Jack's still a, grad, a graduate of, uh, I'm guessing you didn't know because I didn't know, Regis Jesuit in Aurora, Colorado. Then I know he was a Jesuit brother. Wow. <laughs> you oh. just, you could tell by the grit. You can, <laughs> you can tell by the grit. You know what? He does strike me as a big Catholic League guy. So it makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. He's, just a, he's the, definitely, that's a, he's got a huge Catholic League name. I mean, probably. 
probably set all kinds of state records out there. You know what I mean? You go back to Regis Jesuit and they're like, oh, Jack, Jack was, you know, Jack was Jack. The stall man. Love Jack, right. The stall yeah. man's back in town. That made, that's, that makes so much sense. Like he's, he looks like he's a, a, a freaking stalwart. Um, and he's probably going to start Sunday because I think. Um, I mean, God, that, that hit. And I don't know if I talked about them from the bleachers this week. That episode is out in live. Yeah. I was talking about how much I'm loving the run game. And, you know, I was always kind of a run game hater, just, you know, being a 20s yeah. analytical nerd. But it's fun just watching them beat the crap out of their teams. But uh, with that Simmons know, the, the, hit, yeah. the hit on the hit on Goddard was just and I, I don't necessarily know if it was like truly malicious or anything. That's the most yeah. textbook head to head contact leaning with your head move that you could possibly have like a targeting in the college game it's it's really tough too because he said um you know he said that he didn't think there was malicious miles behind yeah, Sirianni him. said he's not going to speak to his integrity which is a nice political answer I yeah that's a, a really I mean, answer but like you know also it, it's also tough because it was a very bang bang play like like got guy broke the tackle was you know was was dragging the guy and then next thing you know he's got a he's got a dude bringing a helmet and a forearm head first toward him. That was that was vicious, man. That was that was scary. That was tough, uh, that was tough to watch. Again, too. we're recording this late Wednesday night. Uh, he did not practice yeah, today. He practice. He's in a concussion protocol. I would be shocked, shocked if he played on Sunday. Yeah. This seems like you know neither of us studied neuroscience in right. college. <laughs> Friend of the program, Lillard did actually, but. Uh, we can't really speak to concussions or the severity yeah. or the differences between them. Uh, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's sidelined for a little bit of time, a couple of weeks, just, a couple of games, just that that was, that was, was vicious, tough. man. It was tough to watch. And, and just from reading, just from literally general knowledge and like what, what players have to go through to, to pass protocol. I think there is an instance where, you know, Basically, protocol itself is actually pretty strenuous. Like you, you have to yeah. go through a, a series where, like you, you know, you're able to sit in a room, you sit in a bright room without closing your eyes. You got to be able to, you know, do a couple of like stare at a TV, um, TV screen, and a couple other things that like you have to show proficiency in before they even let you put a football helmet back on. So I, I I'm, I'm with you. I, I think that um, we're going to see a heavy dose of. Of Regis Cat Regis Jesuit's own. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder where it'll be because Goddard's always pretty high to score. Sometimes around yeah. like plus two ten, plus two fifty. Yeah. So I'm interested for Stoa. He's he's always a couple times this year. He's been the last choice. Like even before yep. below Eagles defense. I did write down a like with a question mark defensive touchdown and ML little parlay action. Yeah. Another slay and Simeon. Simeon's might have some turnovers. And the, the defensive line didn't have – they only had one sack against Denver, and Denver had a, a makeshift offensive line of their own, so it wasn't just pure, pure performance. But the pressures were there constantly. Yeah. Um, so I think there is, are going to be opportunities to hit hit Trevor Simeon, get after him, and force some Aaron throws. And uh, a guy I've never criticized in his life, unlike some other Eagles, big play Ever. slay has been uh, coming up clutch just as we all expected him to all season in this season. My guy. It's just as we expected. I mean, he's a guy who, uh, 
he's doing everything that that you said he would do. Shout out just to keeps you. his head down, focuses oh, on the yeah. field, and he goes and gets it. <laughs> Everyone loves him. He's a team first, go get it type guy. We all love him. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Did you ever see any of these bets that are like all the points on Sunday? Yeah. I think like Barstool does them more either for college games uh, and stuff yeah, like Barstool, that on the Barstool book. Barstool does them a lot for, for college games. Yeah. Yeah. But I saw uh, DraftKings had it this week and it was called the Grand Salami Special. And I didn't know what that meant. Just so like I'm scrolling yeah. and I was like, oh, what's that? It was a cool special to have. Total points on Sunday, uh, 612. I almost couldn't read that number. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's my handwriting or my math skills. 612 and a half points on Sunday, uh, over under minus 115 either way. So you would bet bet, you bet uh, yeah. like $11.50 to win $10, just kind of as a reference. And the little math, just a one-week sample size based off week 10. Mm. Uh, there are 13 games on Sunday. There were only 12 last week, though. So last week in week 10 – there were 468 points scored across all 12 games. Yeah. And that's an average of 39 points per game. Not per team, just like a singular match, 39 points. And if you're extrapolating that over 13 games, that puts you around 507 points. Now, obviously, things can vary week to week to week. But this seems like one of those things where – they want you to bet the over and kind of set it ridiculously high. There's mm-hmm. the school of thought that, you know, everyone bets the over. The people who bet unders are, uh, I guess, quote unquote, smarter gamblers or yeah, smarter yeah. bettors, however you want to say it. Uh, but for the casual people that kind of just like having fun, throwing yeah. some short money on there, watching their teams, it's probably more so what we do. Um, it's fun to bet the over, but uh, I might stay away from some of those because, you know, again, like I was saying, there's the, the theory that, you know, the highest over is always going to be the college football national championship yes, or the right. game or the Super Bowl set or or higher than it would be because no one's betting unders in the Super Bowl uh, right. in terms of someone who maybe if you're in Vegas, you're doing that, but someone who's right. going to their you know little six-person watch party in Delco or South Philly or North Jersey, they're not doing that vibe. Exactly. And and the other, the, the other part is you, know, you have to – I have to keep in mind that at this stage of the year, you know, often teams are hurt, offenses are hurt, defenses are hurt, but there's a lot of backup quarterbacks right now who are running. Did you see the dude who Detroit is starting on Sunday? (laughs) I have to – Roger Sherman from uh, the Ringer had a nice tweet about it. I'm going to pull it up right now. Um, So – Yeah. 
uh, a Dallas or Dallas Detroit beat writer said Dan Campbell said Jared Goff is day to day will not practice today. Today being Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, Tim Boyle, who just just found it existed right now, will take first team reps for the Lions at quarterback. Uh, which Sherman said, uh, "I am yo, I am so interested to see Tim Boyle play QB in an NFL game." This man finished his college career at UConn in Eastern Kentucky, you know, basically Alabama and Georgia, right Alabama there. Alabama and Georgia, right. With twelve touchdowns and twenty six interceptions, <laughs> dude. DeAndre, DeAndre doesn't deserve that, man. We got to get our, we got to get our, our, we gotta get our guy out of there. <laughs> free, free, I'm not gonna say free DeAndre, uh, but <laughs> that, yeah. that's a loaded statement. That's right a little, yeah. That, that's a loaded statement. We got to get him out of there, though. Like yeah, we should we should get him at, get DeAndre out of Detroit. That's malpractice because you know what that's going to look like. It's just going to be a whole bunch of dump offs and and like screen passes. And here comes here comes oh, Owen what Owen eight or Owen nine and one or whatever. Oh eight and one. <laughs> oh eight. Do you think nine. do you think they like would rather be oh eight and one or Owen nine? I feel like I think they'd probably rather be Owen nine. It feels like a slap in the face. If I was yeah. a fan, like, know how mad we were when they tied that game last yeah. year, and it's, yeah. and they already know they're like the worst team of all time. Yeah, know, we know, still thought we're, Carson Wentz might be like good at football. Yeah, and the, and it's it's even a bigger slap in the face if you're a Steelers fan because you're like, dude, we we tied with the we tied with the worst team in the league right now. Like, are you serious? We couldn't score one more, three more points, or seven more points more than the worst team in the league. Like if I was if I was a Steelers fan, it's exactly how I would feel. If I cannot, no, I would erase that yet. game from recent memory. You got whenever I go to a game, I'll DVR it just because you miss a lot of stuff when you you're do. Out the yeah, game. You, you, like I, I watch the game, and it's not even just like, oh, I'm drunk and drinking. It's not. It's yeah. not really like that for me anymore. When this has become more of a job, and I maybe missed uh, some games in my time while there. But I DVR just in case they win. I definitely want to rewatch the game. Yeah. Obviously, I've done that four times this year. They have yet to win. Yeah. Um, but I would like to see, like, if you're a uh, where's that game in Pittsburgh? You come home and yeah. you're gonna watch. You're gonna rewatch that game. I'm not. I'm. I'm like, yeah. Turn this off. Like we're, we're we're not watching this. Yeah. And then playing the Browns, OBJ probably wishes he was still there now. Yeah, what a that's, weird, the, that's the most un, most weirdest weird. one of a uh, just a weird. I think is a great, a good way of saying it. What a what a weird season, like just weird um, for for guys like OBJ and just other. I've, I've, we haven't really had like a wide receiver explosion mm -hmm. like that. I just think that there's been so much, there's so much parity all across the board that like even the good teams, you're like, how are they good right now? You know, like you can't look at one team and say, "Oh, this is why they're the best team in the league." There's a case for like four teams. One it's awesome parody, and like you were getting off of it at early in the show, and particularly in the NFC, uh, there are so many teams that are alive. Yeah, and just look at the that adding the seventh team in the wild card. I, I think I wrote about this for BGN this week too. That when it happened, I was like whatever, you know, you're just letting another crappy team in there. Or I, I didn't like it when it happened in baseball mm -hmm. X amount of years ago where they added a second wild card mm -hmm. team. We look at baseball. We were investing in baseball in September for the first yep. time in a decade yep. because of that second wild card spot. And, you know, the Phillies had a chance at the NL East, but coming across Major League Baseball, 
there is an added level of excitement because two, three, four more other teams have a chance at the postseason. Yeah, it's a one-game playoff, and maybe the Phillies could have won the NLE somehow and made the postseason, but there was just so many more things involved yeah. in it. But it better for fan bases. Look at the standings right now in the NFC. Look at right now. Green Bay, Arizona, both eight and two. Dallas, seven and two. Tampa Bay, six and three. Four division winners. Um, there's five guaranteed playoff teams. I mean, those four and, and the Rams, who are seven and three. And the Rams, either, yeah. either the Rams or the Cardinals are going to win the division. That's right. the top five in some order. Then you have six New Orleans, five and four. To lose on Sunday. We're hoping that. I'm thinking it. You have Carolina, the last playoff team at five and five. The Eagles are four and six, have a tiebreaker over Carolina from head to head matchup. Yeah, win, yeah. You have Minnesota at four and five. Not a good team, but an okay team. Just the most mediocre average team you could expect. But that's a fan base that can be invested in football for the next month because of it. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's who we are too. Like we're, yeah. Because then I'm, I'm, yeah, you have 49ers. You're probably the best out of this kind of crappy bunch of team that's, Probably the best coach and most talented just hasn't played yeah. super well yet. They looked cool. awesome against the Rams. Debo Samuel is uh, a weapon oh, that Debo is unmatched is the, yeah. in the league right now. And then you have Atlanta, who's somehow four and five when the Eagles beat the crap out of them. Week one, they seem like one of the worst teams in the league, but somehow and probably they're four and five right now. And then you have the Eagles, who were four and six. That's one. Two, three, four, five, six teams vying for two spots. Not before we even get into Seattle, who's three and six. Yep. Chicago, who's three and six. A couple weeks back, they were in playoff positioning. They're kind of a disastrous situation, worst possible place for Justin Fields. Yeah, poor Justin Fields, man. But if you're any team, if you're a fan of any team but Detroit, you can at least pretend to think that your team can make the playoffs. <laughs> And and, it, and it's we're going we're a week away from Thanksgiving, and it's weird because the that that could bite the Eagles in the butt one way or either them help them or bite them in the butt because they do have that they have the tiebreaker over the Panthers, but the Forty Niners got them right. They also lost that game to the Niners, so like it's everything's so fluid. But if you're a fan of one of those teams. Yeah, you still got life. It's weird. It's so weird. <clears throat> Texture this. Eagles, it's week 18. A win in your end situation. The Cowboys have already clinched the first overall seed in the NFC. They have the bye. Only one bye now. Only one team gets a bye in each conference. Yeah. So they, they're they're resting their stars against the Eagles. They're saying there's there's no reason for us to play them, which I would totally want to do if I was a Cowboys fan, if I was a sick, twisted, psycho individual. <laughs> and the Eagles playing really well, win that game, go to the playoffs. They go to Lambeau, playing the Green Bay Packers in the second round. Well, in the first round, Green Bay the second seed, I should say. Remember Michael Vick's first playoff start? Yep. In the yep. snow in Lambeau. Run doesn't have crazy numbers, bad box score, makes so many plays with his leg and upsets an aging Hall of Fame quarterback in the, the snow. In, in the, the snow. Um, and then I, that team goes to Dallas the next week. The team that allowed them to go to the postseason. Yeah. It's and that reaping and so tweet. Yes, yes, this is awesome. And then no, what the hell? Do you like oh no when Dallas went <laughs> Oh no, this sucks. <laughs> oh no, this sucks when the Eagles go down there. 
I, and I think that um, I think in in terms of who's real, who isn't, the Packers are always real as long as you know, as long as they got a ride. Like it's yeah. just a fact. The the you know, same thing with the Bucks. The Bucks are always real as long as Brady's back there. I mean, he he looked very 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 mortal last weekend, but also he's a guy who come out next week and throw six touchdowns. So like, I mean, yeah, Green Bay, Tampa, and Dallas are all just on another level because of the quarterback playing because right. of the offense. Again, like I hate that we're saying this, but Dallas is first in points and yards right now. Dak's playing unbelievable, and it sucks. It, it really sucks to watch. Yeah, it's and but those those three teams are truly legit i think more so than cardinals and the rams the rams yeah. have some flaws yeah. waiting about the cardinals i know kyler's a little banged up kyler is a little bit banged up and you know they don't really have any sort of experience with the coaching staff or anyone to play on the roster with those huge huge moments to me whereas you have guys like rogers won it brady's won like and you know doc spending the playoffs won a game yeah like that's and that all that that stuff actually matters. So like I, I'm I'm of the I'm of the belief that even if it's one game, the it, it's it's what leads up to it that matters, right? So like if you're if you are if you are of the belief that Jalen Hurts is the guy, yeah, you want him to have to vie for a playoff spot, and you want him to get a get you know a get him playoff game under his belt. It's the best thing that could happen to this game. Even if they lose, that's the best thing that could happen to this team for him going forward to potentially become, you know, quote unquote, the guy, the true friend, whatever. And, you know, listen, we we all know what happens when you get to the playoffs. That's anything. Literally anything happens when you get to the playoffs. So, you know, records are out the window. And, you know, typically in a playoff game, it, it really, it really, really, really does. Which, which makes the NFL so unique as opposed to baseball and basketball because you know those are both series, but it really does come down to those one or two plays. I mean, they are it, it can be as little as a 15-yard holding penalty that changes the course of the game, or it can be as as big as a drop touchdown pass. And like we've seen both sides of it. You know, Derek Burnett got his usual call last week. Yeah, maybe uh Sirianni didn't want to call out Simmons because he has the dirtiest player on the NFL on his own team. I felt weird. That I was thinking about that on Sunday. I was like, you know, if if it's there's no way they will they will fight that because they're probably like dude like you have Derek Burnett on your team. <laughs> Shut the hell up. You have different you pay Derek Barnett eleven million dollars. It's always him. It's always him. Bro. I tweeted that like five times on Sunday. <laughs> I saw your tweet, and then ten other people like. <laughs> just, yeah. It's like one of those things where you can take a screenshot because everyone tweets it simultaneously. Yeah, everybody tweets it always. So it was it was really a very a very good close moment for us. Um, the one we're getting you know, we're getting amped for the playoffs, but just probably getting a little over our heads. But we're saying having that one playoff game for Hurts, just besides yeah. the just the fun of a fan of having yeah. your team in the playoffs, that build up that week is unbelievable. One playoff game of experience, even they lose, um, like we're saying, like you're saying, is, is transformative. I, I think the 2017 Eagles, more so than any team in NFL history, are the most, you know, what if, back to the future, like butterfly effect team ever. Yep. Between, because of the crazy connective tissue yep. between the Andy era, the Chip era, and the Doug era, and how it all becomes mm-hmm. intertwined. They're all using yep. different players. And, yep. you know, the center of that is Foles. Obviously, Foles has that unbelievable, comes in, has that unbelievable 2013 season. Eagles won a division. Not a good division, but they won it. But they won it anyway, right? Somebody had to win it. 
Foles, they host a playoff game. Foles plays in it, plays decently well. Not great. Pretty good, okay. It's pretty okay, yeah. As they say, left the field with a lead. <laughs> Foles, does he Foles play as well as he does? He didn't even play Super Bowl against Atlanta in 2017. But does he come in there in 2017 and play those three games like he did if he didn't have that one game under his belt against the team in New Orleans who had a Super Bowl winning quarterback, Super Bowl winning coach, two guys who were even at that point in 2013, clearly going to the Hall of Fame? Honestly, probably not. Like, no. Because that's what you know. I don't think so. No. And I, I think that, um, again, if you are someone – a lot of those guys had gone to war with him before, too. Do you know what I mean? And, and I think that's so important. And, again, we're getting hype off of one 30-13 win. But, like you're saying, it's it's just an open conference. And, you know, another thing that matters, he's got an offensive line that has a ton of war experience under their belt. Like those guys, oh have been to, those guys have been in playoff trenches. They know what it takes. And they also are guys who respect him and who play for him. And you get those guys in the playoffs. I, I, I just, I just think they would rally around them. I really do. I really do. I think that they would at least help him equip himself as as much as possible. That's not saying that they'll still win. I mean, there's yeah. still glaring deficiencies all over this team, but still, sure. Like, but I, someone's got to make it. Someone's got to make it. That's what I'm saying. Someone's got to make it right. And and at this point, when there's when there's two spots still to be held, you know, why not us, right? I mean, you're still in the thick of it. Until you go four and seven or four and eight, then then we'll talk about then we'll discuss draft picks. But like right now, you should be your your mind's eye should be, you know, we we still have a shot to make it to the dance. And the hardest part of the schedule is over. Yeah. That's a Andy, Andy Dufree, they've they've climbed out of it all. <laughs> They're on the other side. You made it through. You got your bumps. You got your bruises. You you know you got your moral victories. And now it's like and divisional games are divisional games. Yeah, but they're winnable yeah. games. Yeah, that Jets game. That's a that gimme game. Is winnable. And they could have a, they have a Dallas team that's resting people in week eighteen. Yep. And then you get a Giants team that that hates his coach. So <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta hope for a complete burnout there. Yeah. And I don't think Washington, Washington's not an easy team. They lost Chase yeah. Young, but they just beat the Bucks at home last week. Yeah. Heineke played unbelievable on that final drive. He so we'll see. So good. He was and so well, that's not a week-to-week thing for that team. And I guess it isn't for the Eagles. That's why they're all kind of in the race still. But the same thing with the Giants. Like the Giants yeah. are the Giants aren't. I mean, they're they're listen. They're just as good as the Eagles are, I guess. But they can, you know, Daniel Jones finds finds a little pot of gold every once in a while that, that pisses you off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's got the move. He's he's a uh, as somebody said, he's sneaky athletic. Yeah, he's sne- <laughs> he is sneaky. He's very sneaky athletic. So like, when instead of you know when he's not tripping over his own feet, he definitely got a, a little bit of a little bit of juice to him. Um, so it, I think it's definitely it's going to be interesting. I, it, but again, to to our point, to um, to the facts that are out there, the hardest part is over. Like you've you've climbed over the mountain, and what you're looking at now is. Just really staying, staying engaged. Like you can't go into the games and saying we're going to crush it. You know, this is the easiest part of our schedule. Like you still got to, you still got to play and win the games. You know, like Saints are uh, they're the best run defense in the league. Whether you're using traditional advanced metrics, I was writing about this for this weekend. Number one in, again in rushing yards to total volume. Number one against yards per carry efficiency. 
And if you look at football outsiders DVOA model, number one in rush DVOA, and I think number four or five in just total defensive DVOA. And they were um, – They got studs. And it's a – you know, the Eagles the last couple of weeks have the best running attack in the NFL. They're still third or fourth in most metrics. Again, whether it's totally, I think they're third in yards, yeah. fourth in yards per carry, fourth in touchdowns, and fourth in run offense DVOA. And also, um, you know, not for nothing, there's also a, um, the, for shoot, I think the first six or seven weeks of the season, they were the number one team, number one defense overall. And they're, yeah, they're they're, they're talented, man. Uh, they're going to have to throw some. They're going to have yeah. to throw some. And Marshawn Lattimore's out there. I'm assuming he'll. I can't speak to the specific schematics of the Saints' defense, but I would assume he's uh, following our pal uh, Devonte around most of the afternoon. Yeah, something tells me he's going to take that matchup personally. So I think I think we can count on that. Um, and you know, <laughs> we know who else they have back there in that secondary. Very familiar face. Um, I didn't even think about that when I was like previewing all this stuff this week. <laughs> I, I I wrote about Malcolm in reference to, you know, I was kind of mad when, well, not kind of, I was mad when they let Malcolm go and then they immediately traded, yeah. traded for Slay. We're like, oh, you let this one yeah. aging D back go who everyone loved and you traded for this yeah. guy <laughs> who was also an aging D back. But yeah, ooh, that, that feels like he's having a play, right? Yeah. He's oh, having yeah. a play. He's having a play. He's having a play. And it's, it's probably gonna, it's gonna be a big play because he's you know, he's still got he's very very much has roots here. He has he has a touchdown this year. He does. He's a return he's, touchdown. He's, he's I I feel like he is he's had this circle for, for quite some time. Hey, he was it was probably circled last year and uh and they were ten and two coming to that game last year, Jalen's first start. And it's it's so different because you now have yeah. 13, 14 games worth of Jalen Tave. And that was his first time he, he had been used that season, but it was yeah. first time really as a true quarterback. Yeah. And you know the Saints were in a weird situation. Their backup quarterback was in. Taysom Hill started yeah. that game. That was the most Taysom thrown Hill's ever thrown most passes Taysom Hill's, Hill's ever thrown in a single game in his career through 38 passes And He's you have Trevor a, Simeon now losing a, record in his career. And I think it's going to be all Simeon. I think Taysom Hill has a messed up he's, foot or something. So. Yeah, he had been in concussion protocol too. Yeah. I think uh, he's been used a little bit. I have him in like a crazy, you know, fifteen-team dynasty. You, know, you have twenty-five <laughs> players on your team thing. He's been just. It's. I thought he'd be able to potentially be used as like a tight end stuff and a flex, but he's only a quarterback. And but he just really hasn't been doing anything all season. And you know, I think some of the shine of what. You know, people think he's going to do uh, lessons when Breeze isn't there. And, um, you know, but his power is the decoy, right? Like you have to, at least in theory, plan for him because he can pull off those big plays, even though they happen frequently. It's preparing to, like uh, failure to prepare is preparing to fail. I feel like I heard that 5,000 times at the prep. Um, And (laughs) that's like one of the things I do definitely uh, keep with me. And they, Uh, so we'll see. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, you know, you I guess like we said, you gotta um, you still gotta play the game. You still gotta win them. I think it's gonna be fun. Um, they're getting Alvin Kamara back, so that'll be. Uh, he's definitely uh, coming back. It looks like he's banged up, so we'll, we'll see with them. We'll see with yeah. them. Yeah, we'll see what they look like. We'll see what he looks like. I mean, that knee, you know, still might not be a hundred percent, but you know, he's still Alvin Kamara. So you know, regardless. Um, and they got. I mean, they got a couple of guys on the outside. Who can burn, but they can't do it without the ball in their hands. So, um, 
you know, if we if 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 guys can get home and make it uncomfortable for them, it it, it can either. It's, I don't think it's gonna be a blowout because their defense is too good for that. Yeah, um, I think it's just gonna be. We're gonna be. <laughs> something tells me we're gonna be very frustrated by the quarterback play in this game because I, I think this is gonna be a. If you enjoy a 10, 3, you know, 14, 10 football games, you're probably going to have a ball on Sundays. I don't think this is going to be a shootout by any means. I think it's going to be more so which defense can make a, a, the, the biggest impact. But I think you're going to see plays by both defense. It's probably going to come down to who can make the, the biggest one. It's obvious given how last season went and we're still only 11 games into this season, but this is the biggest game of his pro career. And you could say that about any player, a lot of players on this team every game this season because they're young, they don't have the experience. But this is the best defense he's faced in the pros, if not that Saints game team last year, but they were already 4-8 and at that point or whatever it was in a much different conference, much different – Division. They had a chance at the division, but it didn't really work out. The schedule wasn't really working out for them. Right, they didn't yeah. have any momentum coming like they do now. And because of the hype this week, he needs to have, like we said, uh, first half was his best passing performance of the season. Some people have been saying this week of his short career. Uh, that needs to be replicated. Whether yeah. he needs to not just be a runner, he needs to not just be a passer, he needs to do it all. And so what he needs, needs to be his perfect self. And that's really what – it comes down to analysis and everything else aside. He's got to be his perfect self, and he's got to have a short memory. And and I think he's good about that. He's good about that, um, and I think he's also good about just winning the next play. Like he likes, to, he's he's really good at trying to win the next round, which I appreciate about him. Um, aside from you know other things, but um, I, I think that he will. He's a guy that always tries to find a way to. So if if there's a way to win on Sunday, he'll find it. Finish up. I did it sometimes because people get crazy with the parlays. Uh, not just talking same game ones, like overall ones. Uh, for eagle for games that have some sort of impact on the Eagles, I like doing a teaser, which to explain again, like when I started gambling, okay. you know, four or five years ago, I didn't understand what a teaser was, so I don't kind of want to explain to people who might not really know. Yeah. Um, you're taking the line. So say the, the Eagles are, and I have them on here, the Eagles are uh, minus two. Usually a teaser is six points. We are adding six points on the spread your way to benefit you. Yeah. Um, I did a six and a half point one, which decreases the odds for you. So like you could do realistically like a yeah. seven and a half point teaser, but you're just winning less money if all these things hit right. together. So because of these, I have seven games I'm doing together. Nothing crazy. It ends up being plus 55, plus 550, I'm sorry, I should say. 6.5 teaser. I took the Bills from minus 7.5 to minus 1, so you can see how the math – that's the perfect one to showcase the math. Yeah, yeah. Because they're playing the Colts. They want the Colts to lose because of the pick. Because of the pick. Took Jets plus 3.5 to plus 10. They're playing Miami, obviously. Our old buddy Joe Flacco starting up there in Florham Park. I don't know if they're actually in – up there in Jersey or Miami, to be honest with you. But they're playing Miami. Eagles, obviously, we want them to win. Took them from minus two to plus four and a half uh, against the Saints. So if the Eagles lost 24-20, which would have me uh, despondent on the trip Apple. home from Lincoln <laughs> Financial Field, yeah. they they would have covered that game. Packers, who are playing the Vikings, again, a team that are in that playoff mix in the thick of things like we talked about. Yeah. Uh, from That game is in Minnesota. 
uh, from Packers minus two and a half to Packers plus four. Kansas City playing the dreadful Dallas Cowboys and what would probably be the game of the week, taking them from also minus two and a half to plus four. And we have our friends down in the DMV Washington football team. Obviously, you don't really want them to win games, but they are playing the Carolina team who is ahead of yeah. the Eagles right now. So I took them from plus three to plus nine and a half. I like that. And then this one I, I really didn't want to add, but I was just like, F it, why not? Yeah. And the line seemed weird to me, but they are home, home dogs. It is what it is. The Jaguars, they're playing San Francisco. It's coming off a crazy mm-hmm. game. Took them from yeah. plus six and a half to plus 13. So we'll see. Yeah. That's the one. I, did, I had it at six teams at first, threw it on there for the heck of it. Yeah. You know, so it's, so plus 550, if you bet $10, you win 55 bucks. You win 50, yeah. That's yeah. not bad. I'll take yeah. that. Yeah, just for a little fun. Because the parlay is, is is too hard. I mean, yeah, that's exactly. that's the point. They, they want you to do that and lose your money. So that's a little bit of a smaller – Safer wager. There's no such thing as a safe wager, certainly. Yeah, there's no, there's um, there's no, no such thing as an play. easy bet. There's no gimme bet, yeah. but just one that is, I guess you could say, given the odds and given the changes yeah. in the spread, more realistic out there. So more sometimes realistic. if you don't want to do, again, we're not gambling expert, we're casual people, and that's what we kind of give the casual perspective right. is doing something like this could satisfy the juices you get from a spread or yeah. money line parlay. Yeah. But make it a little bit easier on their pocket potentially. Like if you're a spread or parlay enthusiast, it's probably your your playground. It won't get any it won't get any more fun than this. Yeah, it makes things uh yeah, it's a little bit uh easier to digest, I guess you right, could say. Exactly. Nothing's easy, but it's it for me, bro. Is it for me too, kid? It was good. Yeah, yeah. it was really good. We got a whole hour. Hoping for a win. Yeah, that's a that's an hour. It's a that's our longest show ever. So yeah. We'll wrap it up. Thank you to our great producer, Ray Shell, for going through all this nonsense and bringing it all out to you, to your always great awesome. uh, listeners out there. Uh, shout out again to Mitchell Ness for all their help and uh, hospitality and, and great atmosphere yeah. and communication over the last couple of weeks. They've been awesome out there. So shout out to everyone who's been working at the store. Very nice to myself, uh, my friends, my family, all of those things. And, you know, shout out to for them running that giveaway. That was great to, you know, hook up some people out there, want to support the show, want to support the yeah. store. All those types of things. Much appreciated. So, yeah, I'll be down there tailgating. I, I've literally won to kind of cryologically freeze myself until you know Sunday morning at five o'clock when I'm you know packing my dad's truck. Yeah. So, <laughs> really can't wait. Love the atmosphere this week. Just had a different air about myself this week and walking around the city, just sometimes it just feels a little bit different when Eagles. Yeah, sometimes it feels different. And then you know, when I, I feel like when there's a when you have a new energy, you know, from not being all doldrums about the team and, you know, a big game coming up. It, it kind of puts some, a little bit more pep in your step about, about you know, the weekend and stuff like that. So I, I think it's going to be – it's going to be, regardless of what the weather's going to be, it's going to be really, really fun Sunday. It's going to be a fun pre-kickoff at least. We'll, we'll, we'll see about the game itself. But I think, I think the atmosphere pre-game is going to be terrific. Yeah, it should be the – I thought the Chargers game, a 4 o'clock game – I feel like kind of the best of both worlds yeah. time. Sometimes a one o'clock game, not enough people are there yet. Uh, like an eight o'clock Thursday or Monday game yeah. where it kind of messes that up. Yeah, messes that um, up. So a four o'clock game is kind of that sweet spot. And I thought there was a really nice crowd for the Chargers game. Even yeah. the Eagles didn't really have, they, they came off that 44 to six one, felt very fluky. Um, there wasn't a, you know, there was better atmosphere yeah. in the crowd in the parking lot than there has been. And I expect there to be, uh, best crowd, best atmosphere of the season on yeah. Sunday for sure. I'm not just yeah. saying that for my own specific uh, 
crew getting together, expecting the fun scene out there. And it's, yeah. it's great just to kind of walk around or, you know, take a lap or stroll, yeah. you know, just do a quick glance around the parking lot, wherever lot you're in, or if you're not a tailgater, just walking over the scene, whatever. Yeah. Uh, power of the people. To be fun, man. It's going to be a blast. You going down there or anything? Um, too much so, with it, too much with Saturday going on. Yeah, Saturday's gonna be Saturday's gonna be crazy. But yeah. um, there's um, we're supposed to uh, supposed to link up with a couple of guys from from my class, um, and maybe try to go to Xfinity. But I obviously I told them depending on what Saturday it turned into. So I might yeah. we might we might literally just be on the couch all day Sunday. No, nothing wrong with that, bro. It was on the couch <laughs> yeah. last Sunday, and it was magnificent. Yeah, so let you go. Be sure to subscribe to the BGM YouTube page. You can watch us on there. You can see our hat demonstration. All of our videos on there, all from the Bleachers uh, videos are on there too, and some other shows around the great, great, great Leading Your Nation Radio podcast. So, as always, like, subscribe, review, all of that good stuff, yeah. and keep bleeding green.